this is a great day to be alive. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. So uh, we rejoice on this day that the Lord saw fit for each and every one of, of us to be assembled uh, here today. Hadn't seen you guys in a little while, so it's good to see you. I know the Deadmans, this is your first Sunday back. I read about you. I read about it. Yeah. It may be someone else. It may be your first time back as well. So glad, glad everyone's here in the house. So we'll be going to Galatians, finishing up here in the uh, book of Galatians, the sixth chapter. Galatians, the sixth chapter. And we'll read verses 1 through, uh, through 10. And if your health allows you to, if we'll stand in reading, in the reading of God's word. And it reads, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, and I'm reading from the King James Version, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth till his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Thank you. You may be seated. In our message today, we ask the, the question, a simple question, uh, what are you sowing? What are you sowing? Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this uh, time of allowing us to, to come together and to worship and honor you and to, to give you glory. So, Lord, I ask now that you uh, speak through me, use me as your mouthpiece. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at our message today, coming from Galatians, the sixth chapter, and verses 1 through 10, and, and verse 7 is our golden uh, text for today. 
Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And in this chapter, in the, the, the fifth and the sixth chapter, and I'm picking up where uh, Justin left off last week with his message, your way or, or his way, uh, or God's way. And within these two chapters, Paul is expressing that there's a necessity of living the gospel, not just knowing it, but living out the gospel. So that revolves around our message today. What are you sowing? What am I sowing in my life? What are you sowing in your life? But be not deceived. God is not mocked. And to mock means to ridicule, to taunt, to fool or, or cheat or to tease. And I saw in the Wycliffe uh, commentary to snow, snub your nose at. And that one really caught my attention. We can't snub our nose to God. We have to all know that, that God is not mocked. Don't fool yourself. I shouldn't fool myself. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we know that to sow means to spread or scatter something on or in this earth. We have to ask ourselves, what am I spreading out here in God's work, earth? What am I spreading on God's earth? When I come in contact with people on a daily basis, what am I sowing? What am I spreading? What are you spreading to other people? Is it goodness? Is it love, joy, and peace? Or is it railing? Is it discord? We have to stop and ask ourselves, what am I sowing on God's earth? So we see here in verse 6, it says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all things. Let him that is taught in the word communicate, that is participate. The person who is, is being taught to, to participate with him that is the teacher, the pastor teacher. That meant to, to share in material goods with the pastor the teacher, the laborer is worthy of his hire. Muzzle not the ox. This was a good thing that the Galatians were to do. And that's what we springboard into in this scripture in verse 7. They were to do something good, a good act toward the man of God. And that's what this scripture revolves into, this natural law that permeates the world and the earth. 
that be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He shall gather in his life. So now we have to determine between the flesh and the spirit as we look at verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. For he that soweth to his flesh. Now, both the flesh and the spirit, there is a source that we pull from. For he that soweth to the flesh, it's from the flesh. He that soweth to his flesh, he pulls it from his flesh. We go back to Galatians, the fifth chapter. When we sow to the flesh, it's from the flesh. The fifth chapter, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. They are revealed, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. We'll skip to verse 21, envyings. Murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told also you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Going back to verse 8 in chapter 6. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So we have to pull from that Spirit and realize that there's no good thing in our flesh. Paul said in Romans, the 7th chapter, 18th verse, he said, I know. And I say it about me, I know in me dwelleth no good thing. There's nothing in the flesh that is good. Nothing. We can try to rhyme a reason, but there is no good thing in the flesh left to itself. It's when we let our, our self-confidence run wild. It's important that we have self-confidence, but when we trust in ourselves more than the Lord, that's when the problems start. That's when the sin in our lives begins. But what are you sowing in your life? What am I sowing in my life? Jesus said in the sixth chapter of John, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life, Jesus said. The word of God, the words of Jesus, they are 
life. It's the spirit that quickens us. Back there in Galatians 6 and 8, but he that soweth to the spirit, remember, from the spirit. The spirit is the source. We go back to Galatians, the fifth chapter, again, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. It's a daily endeavor. Every day that we get up, we put on the whole armor of God and walk not in the flesh but in the spirit we have to have a mindset to walk in the spirit so that when we go out we are sowing to the spirit from the spirit we're sowing love joy peace gentleness goodness and meekness and temperance against such there is no law we go out and we do good stuff because there's good in us being filled with the Spirit. What are we, what are we sowing? What are we sowing? We see coming from Galatians, the fifth chapter, going into the sixth chapter that Paul begins to expound upon where he had left off with meekness and love. There in that first verse in chapter 6, it reads, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. Ye which are spiritual, us, the church folk, ye which are spiritual, Spiritual, restore such a one who's been overtaken in a fault. Why? Because lest thou be tempted, consider yourself that you're just a, a wrong turn in your car. A few steps to the left or the right going into a sinful situation. A few words that come out of our mouths that puts us in a fault. All of us could be in the same position as that person who has been overtaken in a fault. The Lord had mercy on us. So it's important that we have compassion and mercy on others. This is what he was trying to get the Galatians to see. Come together. They had the Judaizers coming at them. They were, they were new in the faith. He was trying to get them settled and settle their minds to live out the gospel, live out 
the good news by the power of the Holy Spirit and not yourself. And this came about by love. We see that, that, that love, love is foundational for us to live the lives that are acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God. Love is, is so important. Paul points out there in the fifth chapter of Galatians, verse 14, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So he says there in verse 2 of Galatians 6, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the love of Christ. When we love our neighbor, we bear their burdens. When I love you, I bear your burdens. When you love me, you bear my burdens. Bear ye one another's burdens is plural, not singular. And I need help because I have burdens in my life. Burden means load. I've got some loads in my life. So we all need each other to bear one another's loads, to pray for one another, to encourage one another, to simply smile at one another. We're to be kind toward one another, affectionate toward one another. Love is important. We cannot leave it out. If we don't love on this earth, we can't expect to get to heaven. Okay, I'll love when I get to heaven. So when we get to heaven, all we just love everybody. But we don't love everybody on this earth while we're here. It doesn't add up. Love your neighbor as your Self, bear ye one another's burdens. And man, I thought about those, the burdens. And I shared this with um, the church at, at Mount Juliet. Burdens. One of my burdens is, is that I'll be 59 next week. And it seems like yesterday, I was this little 17, 18 year old fella running around. And as I'm aging, things keep changing. And some things I say, stop, wait a minute, stop doing that. But it keeps changing. And as we age, the process continues. I want it to stop, but the alternative is, is that I'm dead. <laughs> Absent from the body, present with the Lord, but I'm not ready yet. I still want to live on this earth and sow good things. To sow love, to sow, sow joy and peace on this earth. 
But burdens come on all of us. So it's so important that we encourage one another. Jesus encourages me. In my mind, he tells me, fight on. Run this race with patience. Casting aside every weight and sin that so easily besets you, Tim, stay in the race and keep on running. I used to run 5Ks. I can't run 5Ks anymore. My knees won't let me. So now I walk. I'm a walker. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. So I encourage you, keep on running to glory. Keep on walking to glory. Some of us, you, you can't run anymore, but you can walk. Keep on walking by faith in the Lord. But what are we sowing? Are we sowing encouragement to others? Are we sowing faith to others? Verse 3 in that sixth chapter, for if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Paul taught us that what's, he said, whatsoever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. Are we content today? Whatever your lot in life is on this day, are you content? That's the Lord's desire for us, to be content. Whatever the state is, be content. Jesus is with you. Somebody here today, you have just a, a boatload of burdens upon you, more so than, than others. But know that the Lord is with you. If his eye is on the sparrow, surely he knows all about your problems. Surely if he knows the number of hairs upon your head, he knows all about your burdens. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take all your burdens today, all your cares, and just cast them at the feet of the master because he cares for you and he cares for me. For every man shall bear his own burden. So as we're sharing one another's burdens, there, there is a time that, that we have to bear our own burden. Every man has to go before the Lord, it says in Romans, the 13th or 14th chapter, and give an account before the Lord. There comes a time when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. 
But while we're on this earth, there are times when we have to bear our own burdens. Way over in the midnight hour, one, two o'clock in the morning sometimes, when you're all by yourself. You just even have to get away from your mate. It's just you and the Lord. Lord, what shall I do in this situation or that situation? And he's always there. But we still have to bear that burden, but it's not alone. I've learned that my burden is his burden. It's never just mine. It's mine and his. Verse 8 in Galatians 6, once again, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So it's just so important that we recognize the difference between living in a fleshly sense and the spiritual walk of life. But in order to see the difference between the two, one must be born again. We can come to church week in and week out, but unless you are born again, you, won't, you don't understand what I'm talking about today. But that's okay. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. His spirit is near today. Have a little talk with Jesus at your seat and ask him for understanding. And then we go to 1 Peter, the first chapter to understand this. Just about how that, that love, everything good cascades as a waterfall coming down from love. The Lord gave me that, that thought the other night. Everything that good cascades down from love like a waterfall. And as we go to 1 Peter, the first chapter, the 22nd verse, seeing ye have purified your souls, obeying the truth through the Spirit. When we obey God's word, when we love God with all of our heart and soul and mind and love our neighbors as ourselves, we obey his word through the truth, and through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Just don't love in words. We have to love in action. Love is not always easy. We've said before, it is a commitment. It takes work to love one another. It takes work for you to love me sometimes. It takes work for me to love you sometimes. Being born again 
There's the key. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. This is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. And as we conclude our message with verse 9 and 10 of Galatians, the sixth chapter, knowing these aforementioned things that we've expounded upon, as far as living in the flesh and living in the spirit. Sowing to the flesh and sowing to the spirit. Verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In due season. Don't give up. Don't give out. And don't give in. There was a, a poem I had years ago in college when I, I played ball in college and a friend gave it to me. And part of it, I always remember, it says, though the road you're trudging seems all uphill, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Don't you quit in your journey along the road of faith. Keep on marching. Sometimes you may endure hardness as a good soldier, but just keep on marching and keep on living in the Lord. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Each day I go out my door, each day you go out your door, we have an opportunity to do good, sometimes big, sometimes small. But there's always an opportunity to do good unto all men, but especially those of the household of faith. And remember that all men, for there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, bond or free, but we're all one in Christ Jesus, created in the image of God. Right now, we're just going to pray. And as we pray, there may be someone that, man, just burdens are just really loading you down today. I invite you to social distance and if you like and come and pray Justin is here I'm sure he'd love to pray with you and pray over you but let us pray dear Lord in Jesus name Lord we thank you for this day Lord I thank you for our church I thank you for each and every individual that is here today Lord we ask that you forgive us of our sins. 
And Lord, we're confident that we're already forgiven. You said if we confess our sins that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Lord, cleanse us today. On behalf of this, your church, Lord, we ask you, we cry out and say, forgive us of our sins. Lord, after a year when you put us out of the church, all around the land, you shut down the church house. Lord, give us a mind that, that we shouldn't come back with the same mind. There should be some change in us. So, Lord, we cry out asking for forgiveness, and we also cry out and say thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. So, Lord, we just honor you as we close this word. And, Lord, we thank you. And if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.